That's Fish B way over there making bass sounds. I'm Bob way over here making mouth sounds. And together we are weird. Bonjour amigos, welcome back, glad you're here. It's the biggest political day of the year. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, every other time zone, your conversions are on your own. Eight Eastern, five Pacific. Trump Town Hall from someplace in New Hampshire, live free or die. It's going to be 90 minutes long. How many commercial breaks? I don't know. Hopefully not many. This is Trump's first time on CNN for an interview of any kind since 2016. That's a long time. And this is the day after a jury has found him liable to the tune of five million American dollars of sexual assault and defamation of E. Jean Carroll. Does character matter anymore? I'm comfortable posing that question. I'm not comfortable answering that question. Does character matter anymore, especially in today's Republican Party? If anyone can pin down Trump, it's Caitlin Collins. She was born to do this shit. She is a natural. But still, Trump is probably the most difficult person to pin down on anything. He has no relationship with reality, no relationship with the truth, and no obligation to even fucking try. Which makes him very, very, very difficult to pin down. If anyone could do it, Caitlin Collins could do it, but let's see. Caitlin Collins, we speak of here of her here fondly. The 31-year-old CNN golden child, not to be confused with Gloria Borger golden girl, golden child, Caitlin Collins. She's from Alabama. She went to the University of Alabama. Her first gig out of college was at Tucker Carlson's website, The Daily Caller, as an entertainment correspondent that she parlayed into a political correspondent for Tucker Carlson's Daily Caller. But she used that to get some guest shots on CNN. CNN liked her so much, they gave her an interview and they hired her. And then by the time Caitlin Collins was 28, she became the youngest chief White House correspondent in CNN history. That's amazing. And then to the CNN uh, Morty show, CNN This Morning or whatever the fuck it's called, likely to her own primetime show soon because the golden child is too big for mornings. And most impressively about Caitlin Collins to me is just kind of a random aside. Even though she may be the most eligible bachelorette in media, probably NBA players dropping into her DM frequently, I've never even heard a rumor about her dating life as the traffic goes by. Never even heard a rumor about her dating life. She runs a tight ship. She's Caitlin Collins, 31-year-old CNN golden child. Speaking of Tucker Carlson, this thing is uh, a little confusing to me. Tucker announces on Twitter that he's taking his white Christian nationalism anti-trans victimhood routine to 
Twitter. Elon says they haven't signed anything, but Twitter. Not the outlet I expected Tucker to land, but we'll see. Elon, by the way, via Twitter, where else, has also invited Don Lemon to do his show on Twitter. The problem with Tucker doing this is Tucker's core audience is very, very, very old. And with no market research whatsoever, last time I checked, very, very, very old audiences like to get their programs on the TV and not the Twitter. I think when you take the blowtorch of Fox News away from Tucker, he is not only, he may be more pungent, but I, I, I think he'll be significantly less relevant. We'll find out. Also going on in the world, George Santos indicted on 13 counts, seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, two counts of making material, materially difficult word for me, false statements to the House of Representatives. He pleads not guilty and he's never lied to us before, so I don't see any reason why he would start lying to us now. Kevin McCarthy plus desperately needs his vote for the debt for the debt ceiling. He needs the entire lunatic caucus. He needs Marjorie Taylor Greene. He needs Matt Gates. He needs Andy Biggs, and he needs George Santos. Those votes are key. Kevin McCarthy's going to need them. And apparently, coming out of the meeting yesterday, this debt ceiling thing scares me. Grandpa Joe was talking about the Fourteenth Amendment which I don't have the mental acuity in this specific moment, Fishby. I just don't have it to break down the constitutional rationale, Lawrence Tribe style, explaining why maybe that's an option. So let's, let's not do that. Did you hear that DiFi is back in D.C.? Diane Feinstein. Shingles doesn't care. She... 89-year-old DiFi. She made it back to D.C. She's apparently going to vote and everything. The ghost of Biden Christmas future. Dianne Feinstein. And the Republicans had this big thing. that They were going to bury Hunter. They were going to bury the Biden family. Eh, eh, not really. Not really. If they really did that, you'd be hearing a lot more about that. I mean, not just for me, like from fucking everybody, and you're not, and there's a reason why. All right, Fish B, kick him over. Yo, it's me, Fish B. And does Bud Light need a Trump can to get their business back? And what the fuck is the deal with Tom Cruise and Shakira? And wouldn't like Elon's Twitter or the Gram or even a website or anything be better for us than the fax number in the Reno, Nevada yellow pages? That one hurts me a little bit, Fish People. Do these in order, though. Does Bud Light need a Trump can to get their business back? 
This whole Dylan Mulvaney thing is crazy. This cancel culture is fucking crazy. Like in one month, Bud Light has gone from the most popular beer in America to a beer that in some parts of this very country will get your fucking ass kicked. How did that happen? There's regions across the country. Bud Light sales are down like a quarter. They're off like a 25%. Down double digits everywhere. Bud Light's parent company, uh, uh, not just Anheuser-Busch, but, but InBev. Like, their stock's down, like, 4%. Like, I think just today, like, on these numbers, it's not. But I think a Trump can would, would not help. Bud Light's just got to weather the storm. But what just a, what a crazy thing. When Tom Hanks makes the 2020s for CNN in 10 years, this Dylan Mulvaney thing is holy cow. And what the fuck is the deal with Tom Cruise and Shakira? This is a good goddamn question, Fishby. This is a good one. What the fuck is the deal with Tom Cruise and Shakira? Now, Shakira is newly single. And I think we could all safely say one of the greatest human beings in the history of human beings. Something we cannot say about the very creepy Tom Cruise. But Shakir is only 5'2". And since Tom is only 5'7", he kind of likes that. Many of your favorite celebrities were at the Miami Grand Prix over the weekend and Shakira and Tom were together at certain points and now the rumor mill is swirling and Tom Cruise's people love it. Because, you know, Shakira's one of the greatest human beings in the history of human beings. Those hips don't lie. But I'm going to think a lot less of Shakira if she gets on the merry-go-round of insanity. Maybe you call Katie Holmes before you dip your toes in those Scientology waters. That shit gets weird real fucking quick. So hopefully the deal with Tom Cruise and Shakira is nada. That traffic is really going. And wouldn't like Twitter or the gram or a website or anything be better than a fax number in the Reno and Nevada yellow pages. Fish B, I think you are underestimating the breadth, reach, and power of the Reno, Nevada Yellow Pages. This is a very interactive show. And by interactive, I mean you can get a hold of us if you find our fax number in the Reno, Nevada Yellow Pages. You know what else is at uh, Reno, Nevada, Fishby? The Podcast Hall of Fame. I tried to call in sick again. I told them I was going to die if they made me do this podcast. And they told me that's why I was in the Podcast Hall of Fame, because I'm going to die doing this shit. And apparently there's some kind of appeal or allure in that. 
I thought we were in the Hall of Fame because we're great. But apparently we're in the Hall of Fame just for the spectacle of it. Like a musician who lights themselves on fire on stage and is really only famous for that act and not anything they've contributed to the, you know, world of music. Those were stern words that I did not expect from the podcast Hall of Fame. Fish B, did you hear about this Bo Jackson story? Famous athlete Bo Jackson. He's 60 years old now. Apparently he's had hiccups for like the last year and he's tried everything. And by everything, smelling a porcupine's ass, which is some old school homespun remedy wisdom that I'm not familiar with. Everyone knows if you had hiccups for a year, you smell the ass of an anteater. Everybody knows that. Not a porky fine. I, I guess the poor guy has to have some kind of medical procedure next week to get rid of his uh, hiccups. So thoughts and prayers to Bo Jackson and his hiccups. If you're looking for something to do in between now and the start of the Trump Town Hall, no secret that the best documentary series in the history of television is PBS's Frontline. You can watch them for free on demand. You can go to pbsfrontline.org and watch them all for free. Usually they're just an hour. When they devote two hours to something, they really got something. Last night, the premiere of the Clarence and Ginny Thomas Frontline documentary. One of the best front lines, if not the best front line I've ever seen in my entire life. So that's something to do. I'm going to do everything in my power not to die. And if that happens, uh, there'll be a podcast tomorrow. You, you don't even have to listen. Just if, just if it pops up, you'll know, you'll know that we did it. You'll know that we made it through another day. And I'm very, very excited for the... Uh, CNN Golden Child, Caitlin Collins. A town hall in New Hampshire versus Trump tonight. Can anyone pin down Trump? The impossible task. Hopefully, Caitlin has at least, you know, just like one moment that propels her to stardom. She'll be bigger than Dylan Mulvaney. Tolmanyana, say adios, Fishby.